sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Does your school suck? Welcome to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Nikki Newman, and we have some guests here in a no, no. Well, yeah, kind of. Wow, that's loud. Um, okay, so we have Mama Bear Tamara. Hi, you guys. We have a new guest, Laura. Hey. And we have Rachel. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so um, today we we're just going to talk about something light and kind of not too intense. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, high school. Fun. Yay. <laughs> Is it fun? No. It's, well, this year it's fun. This year, it's really enjoyable. Why is it fun this year and it wasn't fun last year? Because <laughs> this year, people are just so welcoming and so nice. I go to Williamsfield High School. Shout out. Ooh, um, ow, ow. <laughs> and I don't know. People are just like, when you like go, it's just like so like overwhelming. Like people like just come up to you and they're just like, hey. And it's like. Very open about oh, that's everything. that's so nice. Like, hi. Thank you for saying hello to me. Like, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um. But yeah, we were just going to talk about like, you know, from bad schools to good schools, which has kind of been my high school experience. I don't yeah. know about um, other kids. I'm sure everybody's been in high, sucky high school situations. Yeah. And so we just thought we'd touch on that subject today. I think it's really important because watching you over the last year kind of endure your high school experience versus thrive in your high school experience is it's really awful to witness, yeah. you know, the, the suffering that goes on in high school when you're having a bad experience. So I'm glad you guys are talking about it today because I think maybe parents don't have a clue really. You know, they just think, oh, you have to endure it. It's, it's high school. It's a rite of passage. It's going to suck. Um, but how much, how, how much, much do you have to much? endure? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when do you pull the plug, you know, <laughs> like not quit school by, by any means, but when do you, when do you start looking for an alternative? Like at what point is the breaking point? Yeah, exactly. So I guess I'll start out with my high school experience starting at Red Mountain. Oh, this was the bad school. Yeah, this was the, well, this was the medium school. I'd oh, say. medium. Okay. Medium. Higley was the bad one. <laughs> well, I think it was just a lot to handle at one time because at Red Mountain, I went from this really small school leading edge academy and it was like population, like barely a hundred <laughs> and it was just a teeny tiny school. I knew everybody and I was kind of like the popular like, girl that was like, it was just like junior high, you know, nothing big. But, um, and then I went to Red Mountain, which is one of the biggest high schools in Arizona. It's huge. It's yeah, it's massive. population, and it's the biggest campus in Arizona. It seems like if someone lives in the southwest region, they go to that school. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's massive. Mm -hmm. It's very overwhelming, too. Mm -hmm. And then when you go there, it's like everybody knew each other because they all went to either Shepherd or... Fremont. Fremont. And it's like... So they already have their cliques. They've all known each other for years. And I was like, hey, guys. like, And it was just like... Being like a like the world in our galaxy, like <laughs> nobody noticed you, nobody cared that you were there, and it was just like you had to be very assertive. And I was so intimidated mm. that I was not assertive whatsoever, and I just was like really reserved. So I probably could have made my high school experience a little bit better if mm -hmm. I could have been more outgoing and like, hey, I'm Nikki, what's up? Like, but I just wasn't. 
And so I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. And then I kind of found my friend group. And it was small. <laughs> it was a pretty small friend group. But they were good friends until, you know, we got in a fight. And then, I don't know, the teachers. Like, I only had two good teachers. And I those are, like, the only teachers that I even remember their name. And it, it's really so great when you have good teachers and you want to learn. And But when you have sucky teachers and your social life's not that good, you just <laughs> don't care about high school. Yeah. You don't want to get good grades. You don't care if you're failing i was almost failing out of high mm. school my freshman and sophomore year which were both years that i went to red mountain i was just like who cares i hate this place yeah. like <laughs> nobody knows me i know nobody my teachers suck i don't want to do any of this homework i don't i'm not learning anything in class i'm totally zoned out like there's just nothing so like you're really... like your emotional well-being took over your ability to pay attention in school is kind of what I'm hearing. Exactly. I think that happens to a lot of kids. Would you guys agree that 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 can happen, whether it happens systemically where it's your whole year or just kind of periodically, depending upon what experience you're having, like with your friend groups or any relationships you might have? Yeah. Yeah. Because like my freshman year, I knew like three people like, (laughs) and they like, they were popular. So they had like their own. And then I was kind of like, they're just like little tiny friend that they were just kind of like babying, you know? (laughs) And like, so I was like, never like really invited to like go to do things. And it was just like kind of dragging. And then my sophomore year, I had an established friend group, but it was like, kind of like, we were all really mean to each other. (laughs) And like, I was just like, maybe this is how people are. Like, we're just all going to be horrible people to each other and say that you're ugly and then laugh about it. So (laughs) what happened to you in the middle of that? I know we were talking a little bit about this in planning, but like, so you're hanging around with this horrible peer group. What happened to you? Because you're really effervescent and outgoing and nice. You know, did you end up acting like that too? I totally did. I was just like, I mean, like there was no part of me that was like, like I would never go out outside of that friend group and act like that in any kind of way. Because we all know that we're joking around with each other. But it's not like that because it wasn't like I was thrown into this friend group. And Sometimes it was just it like that. Mm-hmm. And I was never, I've never been like that, like in a friendship like that, where it's like, you're ugly. Ha ha ha. Like, <laughs> thanks. Um, that was a real good one. Like, <laughs> you don't know whether to take it. it was a joke or not. And especially like when you don't have other choices. Right. And it's just kind of like you're forced in this friend group and you can't get out of it because there's nowhere else to go. And it's like, well, I don't want to sit at lunch alone. So. I guess this is better than the alternative. Interesting. Yeah. So in in high school, is that kind of like no way sitting alone is a no go? Nope. What happens? Like, why is that like everyone stares at you? I think it depends on where you're at because my first day at Williamsfield, I sat alone and I did homework and I felt completely like nobody was staring at me. Nobody was like, she's a nerd and she's just doing homework at like I totally didn't feel like that at all and it was very just like a relaxed kind of hmm. feeling but at Red Mountain if you did that people Everybody would be like, like Why she are you is such that? a loser like mm-hmm. get out of here like, really yeah interesting you know because 
you know, parents were really removed from high school. You know, I can yeah. think back to what it was like when I was in school, but it's entirely different. Like this social uh, interaction that you guys have with one another. That's interesting that being alone is yeah. okay in some some high schools, but in other high schools, it's considered really bad. And like, even like when I had my established friend group, like I was, of course, like being like open with them and like they're my friends. So I was going to make the best of it. And I actually love them to this day. We just have had to go through a lot of changes and we had to grow together. And like, I helped them. They helped me a little bit. So, I mean, it was a positive thing in the end. But, um, yeah, so, like, when you saw people sitting alone, like, I was always the girl that was like, let's go ask if they want to have lunch with us. Right. And that was just so foreign. <laughs> and it was like, we can't go over there and ask them if they want to have lunch with us. Like, what do you think this is? Like, and I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just, they're sitting alone. I, I don't want to sit alone like that. I would just feel bad That's interesting. Them. What do you guys think around the table? Like, what would prevent you from actually reaching out to someone who is sitting alone? Why is that such a, a and I get it. I mean, like, I hear it from other people, too. Rio's giving me horse eye. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why is that a thing? Like, why is that? I'm interested to know. It's just like self consciousness. Like maybe if I don't know. If someone were to ask me to have lunch with them, I feel like you would have more confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like they would play it as a joke because I oh. I don't take things serious sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if they were to ask me, oh, like let's go lunch, I feel like it'd be just like a like a joke, you know? Like you might have some fear. Like yeah. why are you asking me? Because mm-hmm. that's not normal behavior. Yeah. Like okay. I get it. But then, I don't know why, because I always put myself in, like, the other people's shoes, and, like, if I was sitting alone, I would want somebody to come ask me to have lunch with them. Absolutely. Because nobody likes just, like, sitting alone. Like, nobody likes that. They want to feel welcomed. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you. I think you could say that for the rest of your life. Like, it wouldn't matter. Like, there are sometimes we sit alone at dinner, and there's someone sitting alone, and I always feel like, gosh, should we ask them? I us. always <laughs> want to ask old people to sit with me at like when I go to. Like, I, I think dinner. you should. I think you should because boy, I bet you they got a story to tell. And I think it's so <laughs> interesting. I love listening to old people's stories. Me too. They're me always too. so, so much to talk about. Too. Yeah, I think that should be a thing. Maybe we should challenge each other the next month to invite someone to sit with us at a community table at the very least. That could be like a new hashtag, like new hashtag sitting with old people <laughs> <laughs> community table conversation hashtag Being friendly. <laughs> i think it's great we sit at community tables a lot and engage in conversation with people from our community and i think that that's important because you never know people have the weirdest stories and the coolest stories well guys well, let's take a break i'm rachel and you are listening to street team <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a Sometimes difference. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. 
our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Hi, welcome back to the Street Team. I'm Laurel, and we were just talking about sitting by yourself at lunch. Enjoyable subject. <laughs> I, I know, and I, you know, being the old lady at the table, I have, it's hard for me to connect. I mean, I definitely remember being that girl sitting yeah. alone. Um, it's hard for me to connect with the punch that it holds for you guys now, because it just seemed like I spent a lot of time alone <laughs> at lunch or hiding. Yeah. Like away from people. I actually hid in the bathroom (laughs) i was it was when me and rachel were like excluded from our friend group and everybody had turned against us and if rachel wasn't there i would literally go get lunch and eat it in the bathroom yeah i've been there too it's not interesting that we would want to sit and hide more so than just sit alone somewhere pretty outside and walking from class to class she would call me and like Sometimes if I didn't answer, she would leave a voicemail <laughs> talking to herself, like as she was talking to me. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Rachel, no, I don't want to do that today." Like, but no, we would be on the other line. I saved them for the longest time because they were just so funny. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? So I don't know. I know. I don't know. Are we going to talk about any remedies towards the end? Because I can park that if you want. Like, I'd like to know your guys's feelings about how you can remedy that feeling. You know, of, of the necessity to you know, call each other? How do we, how do we walk through the hallway with confidence? You know, I'm just starting to do that because people, I feel like you have to take like internal notes and like when your Mm -hmm. friends tell you something, you're like, ask your friends, like what made you like hesitant to be friends with me or like what, because like I'll ask people like, why do I seem like such a like brat? Like why Mm -hmm. do people think that's like my first impression? And they're like, honestly, you just look so busy on your phone and nobody wants to bother you. Oh, interesting. And I was like, so at this new school, I've been, I've like really made it a point to not be on my phone when I walk from class to class, not be on my phone in class, like just be in the moment because when you're on your phone, you kind of do like, you're like, oh, like she's you're trying to like box out the world. Yeah. yeah. That's so insightful. I'm like really blown away right now taking that in because I think what you've said could help so many people. That's a really great insight because if you're, Rio's explained this to us too when she's been registering for college, how she her phone was off or it ran out of its battery or whatever and it was in its, you know, her pocket and she was forced to have her face up in the world engaging with people, but nobody else was. Everybody had their face down. So there wasn't a way for her to interact with other people. So yeah, if you're walking around school completely turned off, how is anyone ever going to make eye contact with you and say hello to you? you (laughs) Yeah, because they just think like, oh, she's not going to talk to me. She's like on her phone. So I've really made it a point. And it's actually been so beneficial. And like, I really do contribute that to like, a lot of my progress in the school and in myself like just being huh. unplugged for a little bit like I don't always need to be like in my phone and I feel like being in your phone is a security blanket because I know yeah. it was for me because the whole thing with Red Mountain like or even at Higley like if I didn't have anybody to talk to I was in my phone and I feel like if you are in your phone you look less like 
like you want anything to do with somebody. Wow. No, like I feel you like you don't want to interact with people. When you're less in your phone, you feel like you're more open mm-hmm. to engage. Right. But like when you're in your phone, like it's such a security because you feel like, okay, this makes me look busy. Like I have friends to talk to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it makes me lo- look less like. Vulnerable. Yeah. Oh my God. My mind is so blown right now. I think adults could take something away from what you just said. Cause how often do you see it at the Starbucks or whatever, you know, you're, or you're anywhere in the world at the grocery store and people are just completely consumed with their technology. Oh my gosh. I think we should challenge each other this next week. I know that you didn't, you put your social media off. I did for a while. That was super cool, (laughs) but maybe we should challenge each other and our listeners to, to put their phones down while they're it was out. hard to like not go on like Facebook and like not because I was just like I just didn't go on any social media and like I don't text a lot of people guys. <laughs> I really like I was like playing games on my phone to not go on social media, which I was just like filling in stuff to mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. to like have when to you're be vulnerable, in an awkward so. position. You just relate to your phone like that's the first thing you go to. When yes, you, like when you don't know what else to do. Yes. You know what I've done because I love reading? I've put my phone away and put a, a book in my purse and I pull the book out. I'm trying to be a little retro, vintage. What do you call those real hipsters? <laughs> I'm so uncool, you guys. She's like, yeah. <laughs> trying to be a little hipster and read a book. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe substitute your book with something else. Like if you like to draw or write, maybe you have a journal in your book or in your purse, you know, carry yeah. it with you and pull that out instead. Oh my gosh, I'm just so enlightened by that observation. Truly, good work. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, really, I think everyone could take a lesson from that. I'm going to try it next week to. I'm always trying to keep my phone away, but um, not only am I going to try and keep my phone away, I'm going to try and engage in a conversation with maybe someone in line somewhere or out in the world and yeah. see how that works out. And like even what's that challenge? It's like you all put your phone in the middle of the oh, table. Oh yeah, like that one. And whoever, whoever touches first, first has, has to, to pay. pay. Yeah. Oh, do that one. Ooh, I don't think I can do that. I think I'd be pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it because I wouldn't want to pay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I would force I can't myself. afford this. <laughs> I'd so. be the first one to pay, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You, do, is your phone like your thing? Yeah. Yeah. Why it's is like, it your thing? I don't know. I just I'm kind of quiet sometimes like when i'm walking in halls i don't really care so i'm always on my phone but then what nikki was saying it kind of makes sense wow i know right do you just feel it kind of like yeah i've been convicted guys (laughs) even like okay i was walking to higley and i was walking in campus and i had my head down and i walked straight into a tree oh my gosh i remember (laughs) you telling us that story (laughs) this This generation that's all that's all we care about it's just our technology and our phones and I saw wow. something on the internet. It was like our generation is the last generation to have our f- picture taken. What? Uh, I, I don't know. Have I our picture taken no, by like, someone else? No, I think it was like <laughs> on a phone or something like that. Like it had to do with the way it cameras? was taken. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That's what by it like was. digital cameras. Yeah, I think that's because that's everybody. I kind of get where you're going with this because you probably <laughs> have never had a photo taken by someone else. You guys are always taking it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And like with baby pictures and stuff, it's all on a like a smartphone. Yeah. Like yeah. They never oh, use yeah. like digital cameras anymore. Yeah, or print them cuz yeah. back in my day it was film. Is that what it was? Like our our generation's last generation to not have photos because no, like look worse. back on. Yeah. Like what if your phone gets destroyed? Then you're yeah. like Hopefully you guys are backing them up and you've got some good technology on, like, tools, but yeah. Yeah, you can download them on the computer. Yeah, Dropbox is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, film 
like legit film. It wasn't the Polaroid that spits it out, which is also very hipster. That's what my grandpa and we definitely I did really the Polaroids. I really like those cameras. My mom or my grandpa was obsessed with taking those pictures. It's so cool. It was my they are cool. Thing. For sure. Because you like after you're done, you like go like that in the air and it yeah. like dries yeah. and, and yeah. it's your picture. Right Super cool. I haven't but seen the, one of those in so long. In my day, we had film that you had to send to the photo mat to get developed. So yeah, look at her face wrinkle up. It's the best. <laughs> so it's <laughs> so you did. And it, okay, so check this out. Like I had really hoodlum friends, you know, that would like do drugs and take pictures of themselves doing it. So it's not like on your digital phone where it's just for you. This yeah. had to go to a lab where someone actually looked at it, developed it. That's, and then that tells life. you how smart yeah, people but there are. are s- there are some kids that actually do take pictures of themselves no, doing stupid. drugs and, then put and them on post them on Instagram, Facebook. First of all, colleges see that. Second of all, you can get like reported and like yeah. have to be like sent to the police. Like, there's just so many things wrong with posting so much trouble. Illegal yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know. It's been going just around on me. It's been going around for years, but cool. back in the day, it was just weird because you had to give it to someone else to develop, and they could see your shenanigans. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. That must be awkward. Could you I imagine being the kid, be the, the developer? Yeah. I was like, heavens like, no. My mouth would have dropped. Yeah. No thanks. No thanks. Anyway, totally digressing. Um, what are we talking about today? I'm sorry. I'm like, squirrel. <laughs> good to bad high school. Oh, right bad on. To good. Faculty? Oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah. Okay. So, facu- faculty. Okay. Wait, what's what? What makes a good school? What makes a bad school? Because we've been talking about um, bad schools. So good school, positive attitude. Okay, but including I feel Including like, people and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Students, especially, being open-minded, mm-hmm. being, like, very welcoming. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're a student that has been attending that school and a new school or a new kid comes in, just, like, go up to them and be like, hey, do you need help finding anything? Do you need, like, do you want to be in my group for this project? Like... Just being more open and not being like, this is our clique. You can't join it. Get out of here. Like, Do you think that that's, I don't know, like you, because I know that you had a horrible experience at um, a couple of these schools, but this new school you're at is really good. What do you think kind of is um, causing that? You know, like the bad schools, they weren't including and they weren't open. So what makes that different? Is it the faculty that's leading by example? Honestly, it's the parents that are teaching their kids. I will tell you right after the break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's take a break. a responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to Street Team. I'm Laurel, and we're talking about the positive thing of going back to school. It's okay. school, bad school. So She's going to be good school. Nikki's going to talk about bad school. Yeah, so I was talking about um, what makes this school better than Mm -hmm. the other schools. And I think the faculty does have a lot to do with it. Although, okay, so I guess I should break this up. Because Red Mountain didn't have good students and good faculty. (laughs) Like, there was, like, very few. And then I went to Higley, and the the faculty was amazing. Like, I loved almost every single one of my teachers. And, like had a very personal, like, connection with them, and I thrived. Like, my junior year has been my best year. I got, I think, all straight A's except for one C, and that was because I was Earth Space Science. That was a whole mess in that class. But it was just a really good year for me, and it was, like, a sucky year social life, but really good faculty. So I feel like that really helps um, for, like, firsthand experience. I know it helps, like, having good teachers Mm -hmm. to, like, I think it has to do with how big the school is. Mm, Okay, so talk about... How big the school is, like, I came from Desert Ridge, and that's a lot bigger than Williamsfield, and Mm -hmm. all the kids there were, like, snotty, like, like what Nikki was saying, Mm -hmm. like, they have their own little cliques, they don't want anybody else to join, and Mm -hmm. if you were lucky, like, there were some kids over there that would ask, you know, if you want to hang out, if you want to sit with them at lunch, and now it's Williamsfield. It's a smaller school. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody is welcoming. That's really cool. I'm, you know, when you were telling me about this experience you're having this new school year, it's super exciting. I mean, like, it's, um, <clears throat> it's, um, I don't know. It's it's refreshing to hear because I think a lot of kids have a hard time in high school and just hearing some of the ways that you're having, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a good experience at school, I think can help kids that are listening. So Nikki, you're saying, you know, good faculty makes a difference for your personal experience, right. but then having, you know, peer group around you that's not helpful. Right. I feel like if, um, I don't know, because I feel like also pushing me like my friends, like not having friends, <laughs> I should say, um, really also helped. Like, in a, it's I don't know. I guess it's kind of catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. Because like not having any friends was like really positive for me because I had been slacking off so bad. Like I said, freshman and sophomore year, got to Higley, 
did really well school-wise, did really poorly social-wise. And so I feel like not having friends pushed me into my schoolwork really mm-hmm. like a lot more. And now that I'm at Williamsfield, I feel like I can have a good social life. And I have like really good teachers that I really like and respect. So I feel like having that experience, um, it was like rewarding, like feeling the sense of like accomplishment mm-hmm. and like, so oh my great. God, I got good grades. So great. Makes me oh want to have that. Mm-hmm. Like makes me want to have like that experience and like that feeling again. But then also having the friends like is going to help with the memories and like oh, yeah. have, like the make my school year. And your socialization so like and your growing. It's like very well-rounded. My, this is going to so be like, exciting. Especially yeah. being your senior year. Yeah, exactly. So you're exciting. supposed to enjoy your senior year, not dread it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, no one should dread it. Even if you're a freshman. I mean, I really want us to talk about that. You know, if you're going to school and your experience is just dreadful, like you hate going to school, this is something you need to bring to your parents' attention. I yeah. think every freshman in the beginning of the year, it's a little dreadful. Like if sure. you're new to the school sure. and you transfer for like out Good of point. state, then mm-hmm. it's a little dreadful because you don't mm-hmm. know anybody. That's what I did. I came out Good point. from Illinois and middle of my sophomore year plus everybody hates freshmen like well everybody but i always got like the good end of the stick like because everybody would be like oh is this your senior i'm like no it's my first day of high school (laughs) well i I came from glasgow montana and Mm -hmm. it was like the size of my school williamsfield was the sky or the population of the whole state wow or the population of the whole town yeah Yeah. and so when i went to desert ridge my freshman year i knew no one and my high school that I went to had about 100 kids at that school. Back in Montana. Yeah. But now here. And it, now they, here, it like, it was in the thousands. Yeah. That's intimidating, for it sure. It was scary. So, okay, so very good point that you make, because freshman year definitely is, like, an, a year of adjustment. So... But we, if you know people, it's, like, a, it's, it's so a much different easier. story. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you cry uncle? You know, when do you, when do you send in the cavalry? If you're not... Okay, if you're not helping yourself, like, if you're not even trying to meet mm-hmm. new friends or you're just boxing everybody out, having bad attitude, mm-hmm. then that's on you. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to be, like, nice, trying to get friends and all of them are just going to be rude, that's time when to get you need some to help. get help. Okay, what kind of help can someone get? Well, for the first step, I'd say it'd be going to talk to maybe a counselor and letting your parents know what's going on. Just filling your parents Mm -hmm. in. Definitely. Um, Maybe getting like some helpful advice from your parents would be helpful from your counselors, whoever your go-to person is. Um, You know, just being like, this is what's happening. I'm not fitting in. Hmm. I don't feel comfortable in my surroundings. Because I'm sure your parents have been in high school. They should know. Oh my gosh, we know. Oh my gosh. But the only difference I think sometimes parents, um, you know, they, they think that you should toughen up and kind of, you know, roll with it. That's why I'm saying like, how can you communicate to your parents? Hey, I have toughened up. I've done what you've said, Laurel. To, I've, you tried, know, I've tried, tried. These are the things I've tried and they've not worked. Um, it's more than just, you know, high school antics. I'm really having a hard time for whatever reason it is. Like, I think, I think you should, we should figure out a way that kids can communicate to their parents. Hey, I really need your help. This isn't just normal high school angst. As me growing yeah. up going to high school, like I didn't have problems with meeting people. Like I had a positive attitude, but my little brother, mm-hmm. he like he was that shy type. Mm-hmm. And then one day he just went home and my parents were like, well, what's going on? And my brother didn't want to talk about it or anything. So therefore they couldn't help him. Mm-hmm. So you That's have to a be tough open one too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you're open with your parents, then your parents can be open with the school, and there can be mm-hmm. like yes, kind of like some changes know. going on. Mm-hmm. And like even you know, um, my first day at Higley, one of my favorite teachers that was there was like, 
come with come with me and he was like mm-hmm. he went up to some like cool kids that he knew and he was like hey this is nikki it's her first day um this is and then he introduced us to each other and i was like hey guys <laughs> they were like you know nicer and it was that i feel like that's a very good way because it's not so it's a teacher coming mm-hmm. yeah and making an introduction that's yeah. definitely helpful so i feel like that or like partnering par- partnering partnering (laughs) yeah like up in um class i feel like that's important too for freshmen like get with a buddy and that's Mm -hmm. how you meet people like having to like be social like being forced to be social in a project Mm -hmm. and that's how yeah friendships are made i feel like do you have any assistance from your school on any like organized basis i know like freshmen when you're coming in sometimes they have the upperclassmen you know show you around that's what williamsfield does they Mm -hmm. have a link crew like a welcome committee yeah like we have this huge um i don't know what it's called like this huge assembly for Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. and then the uh link crew goes around shows them like gives them their number if they ever need anything oh that's awesome i think that's a good thing i do too so maybe if you don't have something like that at your school maybe that's something if you're listening that you can instigate at your school and see if introduce it i would also say joining clubs yeah oh yeah that's a great idea Mm mm-hmm because I've been in um, club diversity, and it was just I met like some people in there, and it was and, just like, car washes. Yeah, and cool. And it's it just outside school experiences with people that go to your school, mm-hmm. and so it's like you're forced to hang out outside of school, and you get to meet people that are into the same kind of stuff as you. I like that idea a lot. I had forgotten about clubs. And belonging, because then at least you have some place that you belong. Whether Maybe it's sports, yeah, or sports, sports yeah. after or, sports. Mm-hmm. Company. I'm I'm in dance, and it's a very good place. Like all the girls are like so nice and so mm, welcoming. Cool. And like at the football game, it was like Nikki, and it was just I don't know. Yeah, like, you've been there for two weeks, and I'm it seems so like you knew everyone. Happy for you. <laughs> what a change from last year. I know last it's... year was dark. Okay, so give some characteristics of you know what makes a faculty member good because I know we keep saying good faculty member bad faculty member you know additionally what makes a good friend versus a bad friend right. um, um, introducing yourself to the student having a personal connection mm-hmm. with them understanding like I feel like there should be um, it should be very open that they should establish like okay you can come to me at these hours these uh, these are my office hours and if you have any problems you can come talk to me if um, and just like being able to be open in class, I feel like that's a very important thing because if it's like, this is how it's going to be, and <laughs> you're not going to talk, then it's going to be like very like, uh, you're scary and I don't want anything to do with you and I'm probably not going to like you and I'm going to fail this class. So yeah. I feel like just being able to be open with your teacher and be like, um, I don't learn very well like this, so can we adjust it to maybe something a little bit different and then them being able to be flexible and having an understanding faculty, like, I'm so sorry, I had work last night, I had five tests to study for, I'm sorry I couldn't get, like, this whole okay, project done. Well, I think it's time oh, for a break. Cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little hot over I'm here. Rachel, and you're listening to the Street Team. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? 
Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to Street Team. I'm Laurel, and we're talking about friends. Yeah, we were talking about faculty members and um, friends. And basically, um, so I was talking about what makes a good faculty member and what makes a bad fac- faculty member. That is, I cannot just keep right saying <laughs> this over and over. Faculty. <laughs> teacher. Faculty. Makes a good teacher a yeah, bad teacher. Makes a good teacher. Um, so I guess just, I don't know, like I was saying, having open office hours. Um, if you're struggling in their class and being able to tutor you after before school um, and just credit. being open. Mm-hmm. Extra credit, I know, is a very, um, I, don't, I know it's school policy in a lot of schools that they can't do extra credit, but maybe working something out with your teacher, like, I need two days to turn this in, and giving it, like, beforehand, like, I have two exams coming up, I just need two days to do this hundred list of vocabulary words, <laughs> like, please let me study. What I'm hearing I think is really valuable not only in your school experience but with anything that's going on in your life is identifying what you need and then speaking that out loud to someone and asking for it so that you can get back what you need. Your teacher may say, no, I can't do that for you, but at least you've explained your situation and you have a better chance of working out a solution with the teacher. I mean, you could employ that behavior with your parents, with your friends, with Because I think especially with teachers, if they see that you're trying, Mm -hmm. they're going to be more lenient towards you. But if you're like, I didn't do it, I don't know what you expect me to do. Just like they're going to be like, um, well, you're getting a zero on that project then, so. Yeah, some so. points are better than no points for sure. Exactly. And I don't know, like good and bad friends too. Like what makes a good friend? What makes a bad friend? What do you guys think? I've been doing a lot of talking. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> Rachel, um, Laurel? I feel like what makes a good friend is including people in everything and like having an open mind about everything. Mm-hmm. And then bad friends. And not being like, judgmental. I feel like that's <gasps> a big one. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's one. a big deal. Judgmental yes. is very like. Because nobody likes to be feeling judged. Then they feel like they can't talk. They don't like. It's just not really a friendship. It's more like, okay, I'm going to come next to you and then we're going to. I'm going to say something and you're going to be like, that's stupid. And then yeah. you just won't talk. Judge, being judgmental is super hard. <laughs> I or like think. even looks like I just yeah. like dirty looks or like dirty looks kind of like I don't know, you guys can't see me but <laughs> like when I'm really know. big in the face. Yeah, we know. 
when yeah. someone looks at you and then like like they give you like the dirtiest look ever then like later on like you actually get to know them and you're like wow like, and you think different yeah, yeah. honestly like, that that's wasn't a dirty I, look that's their face yeah. <laughs> when i first met nikki i already told her this but she had this look on her face and i was like, like that she was mean okay Aww. well she doesn't like me yeah. so no i really i get that all the time and i don't know how to I change it because it's really that's just what everybody my tells me though like i'm walking around and i have this like not really a smirk but it's kind of like a glare on my face and i don't even realize hmm. and like i don't know my mom's like maybe try walking around with a smile I'm like i'm not gonna walk around like hi guys like what's up like, <laughs> i'm smiling and i'm just walking to class but i don't know like what's a more appropriate like what makes me more approachable and i feel like that's important i think you too. being off your phone was critical yeah. that was just key brilliant yeah, just brilliant. I'm so, that's, I'm doing that. I know. I'm just <laughs> mind blown. It's so good. It's so, so good. And then what makes a bad friend? Oh, well. Talking behind Ew, your back. Yeah. Being judgmental. Yeah. The yeah. opposite of being a good friend. Yeah. Nikki. So, like, <laughs> if, we, say you have this really good friend that goes to your school, and you thought they were your good friend, and mm-hmm. then they, like, they don't like your friends, so... That's so hard. Yeah. Sorry, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of times there's so much underlying noise that's going on with that because it could be a jealous situation. Like if a new friend comes into the situation right. and the old friends... We've talked about this before This is the actually show. totally me and Laurel right now because... Really? The, yeah, you've got a she's situation. in a situation where like I just see her like... Okay, so she just had, no names. She was like kind of like yeah. drama filled before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of told me that, mm-hmm. and Last year, not so mm-hmm. right now she's just trying to be like really like passive and like deal with things like on a very like level headed situation. But her friends are treating her like crap, and I'm seeing it. I'm like, no, like say something. And she's like, but if I have any drama, then I'm gonna get like suspended, and it's gonna be like this whole thing. And I'm like, but my parents and I had this um, agreement on if you get in like one drama filled, like you're going, you go to the office, you're going to an academy. And oh. I was like, okay, well. Could it really escalate to that point, though, where administration Honest, would be involved? Honestly, yeah, because last year, that's all I did was I was just drama. Okay, so and it, it escalated. And not just on watch okay. right now. So it's like. So you have the help of your parents. But, see, yeah? This, yeah, this friend that I thought was a friend, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll keep you out of drama. Like, I'll do all this for you. And. It just and she's just treating her like crap. And I'm like, Laurel, you need to say something. But she's totally like in a peer back. pressured situation where she can't get out of the friendship because the friend will start drama. drama. Mm-hmm. But she's getting treated like crap and having to like put up with it. And I'm like, I will say something. Laurel, they both like, oh. watched it last yeah. night, and it what, was just it was kind of embarrassing. I was like, what I would like you to try, and what we've tried in real life too, because she's had similar yeah. situations as well and for those of you that don't know Rio's my 20 year old daughter who's mm-hmm. now in college and has lived through 20, her 20 oh my god <laughs> she's lived through her high school career um slowly back away not confront not with confrontation but just saying no more often to the invitations and you know just still being pleasant and I don't polite know, I feel like my only concern is if I don't if I like say no and like back out slowly, like she'll start thinking, oh well, maybe she doesn't want to be my friend. Like, what's going on? And, and I go has, behind like, my other friends and start talking, and which makes drama. Um, 
And again, this is where you're going to have to toe so the like, line. You're going to have to take the high road and it won't be easy. This is where we were talking about in planning, going to batting cages and stuff. Because yeah. you're going to get mad because they're going to get stupid. And, and like even last night, because she was like, no, I just want to go home. I'm so irritated. And right. I'm like, I know you're irritated. Like I wasn't just- trying to be mean to them. I was like, mm-hmm. I really do want to spend the night with you guys. Like she's leaving mm-hmm. and... But I was like, no, just come home yeah. with me and all people. And, and then she was like, she's like, oh my gosh, you guys, this is so much better than sitting home alone. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. She's like, I'm yeah. so mad I came with you guys. I didn't want to go home and like cry. <laughs> Another thing you can do too is is um, like on Facebook and stuff, you move them to an acquaintance status and you stop following them so you don't see them in your feed. Um, taking yeah. them off your social media so you don't see what they're saying because they, they probably are going to talk that's smack. That's what social media is. Like, that's smack. all it's for is just to talk and yeah. talk. So don't witness it. Laurel I mean, posted a photo last night. And she's like, you should take that down. And I texted her. I was like, why yeah. Why are you telling her to take stuff down? Like, yeah. like it was... it. Yeah, you guys are all okay. gonna you're gonna have to block them <clears throat> eventually if they're not going to you know, or if it's giving you guys such a rise, which I can totally tell that it is. <laughs> it just makes me mad when I see friends <laughs> I like so, don't stand up for themselves. And I just like, want to stand up for them I know. and it's like it won't be the right thing in this situation. I know, I know. you I and I have big justice feathers. <laughs> like I wanna I know, I know. I totally know. But we've seen great success in just kind of letting it die down. Because if you don't give them any ammunition, they can't fire you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if you just kind of let them spin off into their own little tornado then you guys will kind of move the other direction and avoid the contact with them it'll be bumpy ride at first for sure i honestly just need to stick up for myself i think her friends probably think i'm so horrible like she's changing laurel but it's like no you're changing it's laurel, like not exactly like but what if you do change her so what like it's none it's of their business the you know what i you mean know? like that's where you're making like you're having her realize like what she should do like sticking up yeah. for herself. Like, like last year, that's that. yeah, that's all I did last year. But it took it like people took it to defense. Yeah, when I would sit there and stick up for myself, like I wouldn't take anything from anyone. Mm-hmm. And now this year, I'm like, okay, well, I don't really. I'll just let people say what they want to say. And it's you have to find a happy back. medium. No, you were right, Nikki. I was gonna say there is a happy medium because you know sometimes standing up for yourself just gives them ammunition. And, you know truly what does it benefit you if they think one way or the other i mean you know what you are in your heart right mm-hmm. you already know you already have friends that see exactly, you for who yeah. you are truly so yeah you guys keep me posted on that one i know keep me posted you guys were running out of time we didn't even do daily details well that was, was a detail that yeah. categorizes that daily detail. detail that was a pretty oh, intense I have one, one short thing i'm leaving back to illinois on monday shush up for real for long or just yeah. a visit yeah, she, no she's moving yeah well <gasps> for I'm real back. i've been here for two weeks because i moved back well, to gonna illinois. miss you and now, like, wow. even i just met you <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's always skype we can always skype her in yeah yeah that's super fun like technology's so weird if you had a face or <laughs> facebook phone yeah, I well, we have a computer. Yeah, we have computers. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Anything? Oh last thoughts, you guys? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Be welcoming. Be nice to your peers and be yeah. supportive Always of them. Always have a positive attitude. Teachers, if you're stuck love in a your situation, There is ways out. Yeah, there is. Use your and parents. stick up for yourself. Yeah. Yes. Don't let people walk all over you. But not with fists. Just yeah, with yeah, nice, exactly. words. <laughs> <laughs> nice words. Nice words. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a mom. What is it like? The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. Is I don't know if that it? quote applies, but yeah, you definitely want to use the pen and no sword. I think we're done. <laughs> oh, we're breaking now. Okay, that's. Thank you for listening to Paper Hope Street Team. Um, I am Nikki. I'm Laurel. I'm Rachel. 
That's Tamara. Hi. This <laughs> show is produced by Kids Star for the Voice America Kids Network. Kids Star Radio. We empower kids. Yes, we do. Woo! Go kids out. Bye, you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. from Bookworm and now from the Kid Star Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther with Gravy Stain. Gravy It gets on your clothes Like while you eat it And it comes out your nose Baby I see what you weigh There's more on your plate Now your mom is screaming Milton's not a game Now mommy is all insane about a baby steak It's a great big game to clean a gravy
Farber, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org.